By now, you've all heard of Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0, the latest book published by Mama Jumbo Shrimp. It's more than just another wine book. The fully updated second edition was inspired by students of the Vinitali International Academy and painstakingly reviewed and revised by an expert panel of certified Italian wine ambassadors from across the globe. The book also includes an edition by Professore Attilio Scienza, Italy's leading vine geneticist. The benchmark producer's feature is a particularly important aspect of this revised edition. The selection makes it easier for our readers to get their hands on a bottle of wine that truly represents a particular grape or region. To pick up a copy, just head to Amazon.com or visit us at MamaJumboShrimp.com. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Listen in as we journey to some of Italy's most beautiful places in the company of those who know them best, the families who grow grapes and make fabulous wines. Through their stories, we will learn not just about their wines, but also about their ways of life, the local and regional foods and specialities that pair naturally with their wines, and the most beautiful places to visit. We have a wonderful journey of discovery ahead of us, and I hope you will join me. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Today we travel to Ravenna in Emilia-Romagna to meet my guest Stefano Silvi to discuss a particular foodstuff that we do associate with Italy, aglio or garlic, and not just any old garlic. Alio di Voghiera D.O.P. Stefano, thank you for being my guest today. You're going to share with us something about your company, Nero Fermento. How are you? Thank you for calling. I'm fine. Uh, I'm very good. Uh, the weekend is uh, very soon, so I'm very, very happy for that. Let's first of all talk about uh, the Alio di Voghiera D.O.P. because it's a, it's a very special garlic you mentioned. The white garlic before you before you transform it. What is so special about it? The the white one. The white one. It's uh, particular of this region close to Ferrara, and the, the very this very small place is called Voghiera, and we are in Emilia. Uh, and this garlic is very particular because it's super. Uh, it's very light, and uh, we call it in Italian gentile. So it's gentle. Can I say gentle? It's very kind and very very light. Okay, that's why it's quite famous in Italy and um, and in Europe. And there are only forty four producers that um, they have in their fields this kind of uh, garlic. So the, the the area is very small, and to be Voghera DOP, it has to arrive from this specific very small region close to Ferrara. Okay, so this Alio di Voghiera DOP, of course, we're in Emilia-Romagna, which I think has more DOP food products than anywhere else in Italy. I'm thinking of... In Italy and in Europe. Prosciutto di Parma, Parmigiana Reggiana, so many wonderful things to eat. But I'd not heard of this Alio di Voghiera before. Does it get sent abroad? Yeah, it's one of the 44... 44 or 45 from DOP or EGP in Emilia-Romagna. It's one of them. 
So, and it's a garlic that isn't too powerful, isn't too pungent. It's, it is, as you say, a gentler, kinder garlic already. Yeah, I can confirm it. You can use it. Uh, it it's very, how can I say, it? it's very good. You have to taste it uh, so you can feel the difference between uh, this garlic and uh, a normal, another one, for example, because it's super gentle. So good in, in for, yeah, the, the, the chefs would like it because it doesn't overpower dishes. Yeah, it adds something without cover other things. That's my opinion. But even still, you and your colleagues were thinking that you could take this very special Aglio di Voghiera DOP and transform it even further through this process that you were meaning to explain, this transformation into Aglio Nero. So tell us about this. Tell us what Aglio Nero is. Well, Aglio Nero, uh, garlic, is, um, let's say, we take the, the white one and uh, we put uh, it in these um, chambers for a couple of months, more or less 50, 60 days, and we just uh, in, um, raise the temperature. So it's some, and we do something like a um, Turkish bath, okay, without adding any ingredient, any yeast. Nothing at all. We just wait. The garlic starts to produce uh, is uh, its own steam, okay, and and it, in this process it loses the ninety percent of the pungent part from the allicin, so it's ninety percent more digestible, ninety percent less uh, problematic, okay, such a problem, not such a problems, and uh, and the taste uh, changed completely. Uh, it, it, the taste is about licorice, balsamic, prune, without ingredients, not at all. And if you're talking about uh, mm, properties, healthy properties, we know, because we collaborate with the University of Ferrara, uh, we know that uh, our black garlic from Voghiera uh, has uh, 13 times the polyphenols and 4 times the flavonoids compared with the white we start with. So it's very antioxidant. That's amazing. So when you're putting the garlic in the chambers, are you putting the whole bulb in or are you putting the individual cloves of garlic in? Uh, good question. We uh, put the whole bulb because we, uh, we, we, we did some, some trials. Uh, trial. um, but we know that the, the skin is very, very important for the process, for the fermentation and maturation process if you're talking about the flavor, but also about the, the properties. So we decide to do it with the whole bulb. It would be easier to do with the billet one, because uh, it's easier to sell and whatever, cheaper. But we decided to do it uh, in the best way we understood was the, the best way. Okay, and so it's a total transformation of this very special Aglio di Voghiera. You say that it doesn't have the social problems. In other words, we don't get the garlic breath that we can get if we're eating raw garlic or, for example, a banya cauda, which would be uh, uh, yes. three days later, you might still be breathing fire. Yeah, yeah, you don't have this problem. So that's a very uh, beneficial side effect of, of this transformation. But you're also talking about a transformation in flavor and in taste. Tell us what... Uh, the this black garlic will taste like once it's gone through this this uh, 
simple, I guess, because it's a natural process without any additives, simple transformation. How does it change the taste? What does it taste like? The taste changes because there is something like um, caramelization of sugars. Uh, that's why the, the, our garlic is a little bit sweeter okay, than the, the, the white one. And um, there are completely different aromas uh, um, developed in the, the process. And uh, lots of people that n- uh, have never tried, say, lacoris, for example, it's quite um, uh, clear, uh, the, the flavor of lacoris, but also balsamic. And uh, I always think about prunes, probably because there is a nice mix uh, between uh, acidity, freshness, and um, sweetness, and this kind of uh, mi- mixing flavors that they remind me a lot of the, for example, prunes. Fascinating, and it, I'm also fascinated by the. You said that you all came from a scientific background, you and your colleagues, in in tackling this problem of how to uh, how to transform garlic into a more socially acceptable product, but also to transform it in a way that would offer different flavors and tastes. What was the background that you were talking about? Were you technicians of scientists? Italian Wine Podcast. If you think you love wine as much as we do, then give us a like and a follow anywhere you get your pods. We are a group. Okay, uh, for example, I'm a sustainable engineer. Uh, one of my colleagues is a civil engineer. Uh, we have two uh, environmental scientists, one mechanical engineer, and uh, uh, two the um, economic degree. So our background is uh, sustainability. Okay, we uh, project uh, um, biogas plants. Okay, and that's why it was quite easy for us uh, once uh, understood the process to to took something about our previous job, our first job, to try to um, uh, to up some some of those um, I can say uh, technologies uh, to transform the garlic. So let's say that uh, compared with our competitors, well, our competitors are usually garlic producers. They uh, buy machines to do it black, and they do it black. Uh, we started from the end, okay? We started from the machine because, uh, as I was saying, we developed it by our own 100% of the machine from hardware to software. Uh, so we studied a lot the process. We decided to do it by our own. Uh, we project them. We realize them. Uh, and then we, de- uh, we uh, decide to, to enter to the black garlic uh, market knowing very well the process, no, not just uh, uh, using machines. That's really interesting that you had those skills to be able to create the, um, the hardware and the software yourselves. But I'm wondering with, if you as a group, if what really was a spur to doing this was a love of food, that you like to get together and eat and discuss this challenge of, of transforming garlic. Is, is that part of uh, where you came from, that you all love to eat and enjoy meals together? Yes. Yes, uh, of course, uh, absolutely. And, and let's say also that uh, working on the biogas, uh, we, are, uh, we are, were and we are uh, always uh, uh, with farmers 
they, because they they uh, they have needs biogas by plants and so on. So we are uh, with our let's say engineer fields. We were in the um, with farmers uh, and so on. So it was it was quite easy to meet, for example, the Voghera consortium consortium to talk about it this idea because we were we had a lot of uh, contacts uh, about food in uh, with the food industry okay because of the biogas and then uh, a couple of them we are also um, food passionate we are food uh, lovers for example uh, as an hobby i'm an um, italian sommelier and also wsct uh, sommelier so uh, I love food, I love wine. It was quite easy for me. And no, this was not easy, but it was wonderful for me to, I can say, to match my background as a technician with my love of food for food in Nero Fermento, for me and for my colleagues. And how is the... Now, I know that you process the garlic. It comes out actually black, doesn't it? It is, it is a black garlic. But you, you presented in, in three different forms. Can you explain those? Yes, we started with boobs, of course, so the, the easy way to do it. But a lot of people, when we started with boobs, uh, um, had the problem, uh, wrote us, uh, for example, I like it, but uh, I, I don't really know how to use it. Can, can you explain? I don't know uh, what can I cook with it. And that's why we decided to uh, make it simple for clients with cream. So we decided to do this uh, black garlic cream just with the black garlic and vegetable broth, broiled uh, without any fat, nothing. And we decided also to do it, uh, to make it in powder. So we have powder, cream, and boots. The powder is wonderful in soups, for example, very good in soups and salads. The, the cream, you can use cream for crostini, bread, pasta, risotto. And the boobs, you can do with boobs whatever you want. You can do the, the cream by yourself or use it uh, in clothes, for example. Okay. And can you tell us some, some of the ways that it is used in, in, in particular dishes? I mean, do you... Do you just use it as if you would be using fresh garlic? Are there particular recipes you could say that really show off this wonderful and unique flavor of the um, of the aglio nero? Um, yes, I can. Uh, of course, uh, you can use it. For example, you can do a cream. You can make your uh, a cream or using the the ready cream in a crostini, uh, just a, a little bit in the, the bread. Then add, uh, you can add uh, some uh, cheese like burrata or stracciatella, so very fat cheese, very yummy. Uh, and uh, with anchovies, just one anchovies, and uh, uh, mint, a leaf of mint, mint leaf. It's uh, a wonderful crostini. Uh, but you can use it also, for example, in the ris risotto or pasta. You can add some, uh, I, I call them tears, some tears of black garlic in a white risotto, not white riso, white risotto, with, well, a risotto with, for example, parmigiano reggiano and uh, onion, and just add like, uh, uh, you can eat it in, um, for example, in a risotto in a similar um, way. Um, when, when you go to Modena, to, to, for example, to taste uh, aceto balsamico, they give you risotto, 
yeah, white risotto with these tears, okay? These uh, uh, small spots of aceto balsamico. You can do it the same, for example, with the black garlic cream. Okay, you would just spoon that cream on in just a few little drops just to, and then mix it as you eat it. Yes, you can, you can use it uh, also, for example, with the result at the end. Our main suggestion uh, is to, to remember that it's, um, it has a very uh, high aroma. So don't overcook it, uh, just add at the end. You can, for example, I like at the end of a risotto when it's on your dish, but uh, lots of people prefer to put it inside the risotto when it, it, it is in the pan. But the last two minutes, the last minutes, don't cook it because you risk to lose the aroma if you cook it. If you, if you for example, do... Uh, the, de- the delicacy. The, de- the delicacy, exactly. If you do a, a aglio e peperoncino, typical Italian one, uh, don't put the aglio, the garlic, the black one uh, in the oil uh, at the beginning of the when you start to cook, but just at, at the end when the pasta is almost ready, so you don't lose the delicacy, you don't lose the aroma. For an aglio olio peperoncino, would you use the bulbs? Yeah, yeah, I suggest it. Yeah, it's better. Black garlic, as you said, you mentioned that it came from Korea. So it must be, it must have many applications in Asian cuisines. Well, let's say they like a lot the the sweetness. It's sweeter than our ones. Uh, And they use it, for example, in kimchi or in soups, mainly in soups. Okay. Uh, Our interpretation is more pasta and risotto, but they use it in soups or with vegetables. Mainly, uh, I know that um, in Italy, you know, people are very um, connected to their regional cuisines, and maybe sometimes even conservative in in innovations. Are your Italian uh, is the Italian market embracing aglio nero as a new product? Is it difficult to explain what it is and get people to use it? Yeah, let's say it's quite difficult. It's quite difficult. The problem, uh, yeah, because in Italy we are very uh, traditional. We like the tradition. Let's say that uh, uh, we are doing black garlic from aglio di voghiera. So uh, it is a good way to to talk with the tradition. Okay, we are doing an exotic product using a traditional product. Let's say we are doing an exotic interpretation of a traditional product. And, and, and it, it works. It works. Okay, it works. It's not easy to explain, but it works. Yes, I, I'm sure that is the case, but it's something one needs to taste. So I'm sure you probably, um, you must take it to food fairs and have people actually experience it. Is that right? Yeah, it's right. You know, uh, sometimes it's quite difficult. At the, at the beginning, when no, uh, nobody knew it, it was difficult because uh, when you, or in Italy, when you say aglio, so garlic, you uh, you lose the, the the attention of forty percent of people that they don't like it. They are, they are scared by garlic and is, uh, and its effects. Okay, but the other 60 percent of the people they like garlic, but they like the, the the white one. So at the same time, you have to convince the people that you don't, that, that they don't love garlic to try something different from the white. And to convince, to explain the people that like 
the white one that uh, it's not white but it's good in a different way so the, the work uh, we have to work in these two fields yeah yeah that's it yes that's an interesting challenge i can understand that now, Stefano, you've said that uh, you're a sommelier, you are passionate about wine, you've done your WSET. Um, I imagine Alion Nero, your fermented black garlic, is possibly more wine-friendly as it's not so overpowering. Are there any particular wines that you would say pair well? Um, well, let's say that uh, it's difficult that garlic could be the, the, the first ingredient. So usually... Have always a look on the first. For example, if you are uh, eating, uh, for example, uh, uh, pasta with mushrooms and black garlic, think about mushrooms and try. Okay, if you are to we are talking about, for example, meat, I think about the meat. But remember the black garlic, uh, um, especially for the, the aroma and for the flavor. Um, so I cannot suggest a, a, a specific wine for a, a black garlic, but uh, if you are, for example, if you are, for example, we are talking about um, a stick, uh, a stack, okay, the, uh, or for example, um, pasta with something specific, uh, you would have two or three wines. If you think about two or three wines in a dish um, to combine. Uh, think about the most the the more aromatic of them to match it with black garlic. Sorry, I don't know if uh, I explain very well. So, if if you have, for example, no, I, I think that's I think that's very good advice. You're exactly right. It depends on the the main ingredient, the sauce, all of that when we're pairing wines. But um, the qualities that this has. Um, with the aroma and the delicacy, I think would make it certainly more wine friendly. Now, is your product available yet on export markets? Yes, we are. Um, we started a couple of years ago, uh, step by step, uh, because we are, as I was saying, uh, we have two jobs, so it's very difficult to 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 manage them uh, both. Uh, we are exporting a, a little bit in uh, Europe, in Germany. Uh, something in Spain uh, and uh, France. Uh, I'm uh, super interested in the UK market. We are uh, facing uh, some problems, uh, you know, probably because of the Brexit. It's quite difficult now to approach the UK market. Uh, I live in the UK, so I'm, I'm, I really love uh, UK and I would like to, to, to sell in the UK, but it's not easy at the moment. Yes, I hope, I hope that will improve because I'd love to be able to get that over here where I am. Well, I, Nero Fermento is a fascinating pro product and it's a fascinating story, Stefano. So thank you so much for sharing it with us. I will certainly look out for it when I'm next in Italy and have access to a kitchen. And I hope that perhaps you will be able to send it to the UK soon. Thank you very much. So thank you so much for being my guest today. Good luck with your venture and, and have a great day. Thank you. It has been a pleasure and see you soon. We are already preparing samples for you all. So we really would like to, to let you taste our black garlic as soon as possible. Well, I would love to taste it. I would love to taste it. So thank you. Thank you. Bye. Grazie.
We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Please remember to like, share and subscribe right here or wherever you get your pods. Likewise, you can visit us at italianwinepodcast.com. Until next time, chin chin.